Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz, sitting here with my co-host, as always, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. Steve, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, my friend. Thank you for the introduction, and I'm very, very happy to be here. I am, too. Uh, it's, it's, it's an exciting night. Um, you can feel the vibrations in Studio 1B, and I'm really, really excited about tonight. And... I'm ready to get this thing rolling. Man, this is a a, uh, a milestone that I've uh, been anticipating, and now that we are finally here, I'm I'm very proud of us, and I'm I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Tonight is uh we we are going to be putting out our twentieth uh, episode here. Twenty episodes. Twenty episodes at Subtle Beast, and and I and and the reason that Steve said that. It, it is it's a milestone for um, people in the podcast community it really is and i'm going to have steve explain it to you why because it was um some information that he actually came across and it was and it was a long time ago that i came across this information uh and it's something that we've always talked about and and it was like a uh something to look forward to and it's, it's similar to uh, you know a marriage where they say the the terms the seven year itch you know if you if you get in a marriage to that seventh year and something magical happens and that's when uh, a marriage kind of solidifies and and moves on uh, indefinitely and makes or breaks it out almost pretty much yeah and with in the podcast world uh, if if you've if you get to your 20th episode, that is what solidifies your podcast and uh, makes it in, go on indefinitely and prolongs the, the podcast. Because uh, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, that that the article actually stated too that you know statistics were showing that a lot of people that came up with an idea to have a podcast that more times than not, before they got to the 20th episode it just dropped off and they stopped and I, I don't know if they lost their passion or they just didn't want to do it anymore but they just ran out of stuff to talk about that must be the case but <laughs> we're here celebrating our 20th episode and we've got a ton of stuff still going on i know it seems like we just uh, like uh it, the information just continues to build and our, our passion for this project just continues to build and I'm so happy and so excited to be here with you. Absolutely. Me too. And um, being the fact that it is our 20th episode tonight, what we wanted to do is, um, is we wanted to uh, revisit one particular topic. And it's a topic that we said we we're going to revisit back on episode one. And that topic is the Mandela effect. And and man, I'll tell you, once you get the concept of the Mandela effect, it is so intriguing and so interesting. I'm so glad to be revisiting it. Yes, me too, because just just the topic of, of the Mandela effect, it is so intriguing. And I can honestly say, ever since I came across this, which... To me, it wasn't too long ago. It was actually um, last summer, summer of 2016, when I when I stumbled upon it. And ever since that day, that very first little aha that I saw, which was anybody that's familiar with this is the old uh, Berenstain Bears thing. That's what drew me in. But ever since then, it has been something that I either look at, think about, 
research, pull up on YouTube on almost a daily basis. And it's become such a huge part of my life that when we were discussing what we're going to do for our 20th episode a few weeks ago before we even were able to put out, I don't know, episode 15, we said, you know, it'd be something really special would be to uh, revisit the Mandela effect like we talked about. And I'm super, super stoked for tonight. And, and since then, uh, you know, I've shared time with you and, and, and your family, and we've watched uh, a few Mandela effect videos together uh, as a family with your with your entire family. Uh, yeah, that that is true. I mean, my family has become so enthralled in this that you know we do sit down and uh, like if i've come across a new video i'll gather my children and my family and i'll be like look you gotta check this out this is this is a newer one and um and steve was actually coming over to my house that night and you know since he and i have known each other for so many years 35 years that it's basically just comes in and when he did (laughs) we were all gathered in the in the family room and i was just like yeah quick sit down we're watching a mandela effect and uh it was cool because he was coming to pick me up and we were heading out to the studio right after that so we you know we got our little fix in and uh and it was really cool. And my, and, and my kids are really into it. I, I love that too, man. I love the fact that your kids are into it. It's so cool. He, my daughter, who's in fourth grade, um, her, their teacher told him one day, uh, okay, now I want you to pick a topic and I want you to write about it for the next, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. So as the kids are writing, the teacher was going around the classroom checking what the kids are writing about. And she was stopping at each of their desks and asking them and she got to my daughter and was like, okay, Madison, what are you writing about today? My daughter looked up at her and said, I'm writing about the Mandela effect. Yes. And my daughter said that the look on her teacher's face, she was kind of puzzled and was just like, well, what's the Mandela effect? And then she just said, well, you know what? I guess I'll read about it and what you're writing. And I I think it blew the teacher away. She was probably thinking, what goes on at this household that this 10-year-old is writing about some quantum physics craziness? Right, and and uh, the teacher probably got turned, you know? I'm sure. I yeah. mean, once you hear about this, there the, the really is no going back. Because I think with the, one of the first times that I brought it up to you back prior to our podcast even being out, you went home and shared some of the things with your wife. Yep. And then she became enthralled. It, it that it's just the way the topic goes, man. Once you get uh, once you get into it, and and the effect occurs within you, it, it's just ponderous. You think, well, how can this be? This this memory that I have is is not the actual yeah way it, that it is and. It's crazy, but it's also comforting at the same time when if you if you just happen to notice something on your own or if you stumbled across an article where somebody's saying, hey, this is a Mandela effect, and you're like, well, hey, that, that's how I remember it. And then you dig a little deeper, and you see that there's hundreds and thousands and millions of people that agree with you. You're like, okay. I'm still here. I'm, I haven't lost it yet. Right. It's a comforting feeling knowing that it's a collective memory. It definitely is. And, um, and since our first episode, so much more research has been done on our part. Um, 
we touched on oh maybe just a handful of the Mandela effects. Now, granted, they're the classics. They're the they're, they're a lot of the big ones, and uh, we're, we're not going to recap on on the ones that we discussed on the first episode. So, if you're listening to this one before our first, maybe go back and check that one out. But tonight, we're gonna we're gonna give you a, a bunch a bunch of. Uh, some some maybe new, um, some maybe not, but we definitely didn't touch on them on the last episode. And one thing that I want to do, because um, if you're not familiar with the Mandela effect, or you know, even if you are, the Mandela effect got its name because of a lot of people recalling that Nelson Mandela had either died in prison either back in the 80s or the early 90s and obviously that wasn't the case because he died in in what 2013 right December 5th 2013 I believe is what it is and um what I found interesting was that there was an author that wrote a book and it was a biography on Nelson Mandela's life so, if you're going to be an author and you're going to be writing a biography, you're basically stating that all the information that I'm going to be putting out in this book, I know to be true and factual. So, having said that, there's a book called English Alive 1990, Writings from High Schools in Southern Africa. It was uh, the date of publication was October first, nineteen ninety one, and the author was Kathleen Hug and Anita Kennett. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But when you turn to page fifty four of this book, and I'm just going to read a little snippet from it, and uh, this might just blow your mind a little bit. Here we go. Yet. Words like reconciliation and the new South Africa simply were not long enough to bridge the vast differences between blacks and whites. The chaos that erupted in the ranks of the ANC when Nelson Mandela died on the 23rd of July 1991 brought the January 29th 1991 ANC peace accord to nothing. It lacked one thing. It lacked the last realization. So this is a biography <laughs> stating when Nelson Mandela died on the 23rd of July, 1991. These, this was a co-authorship. So both of these ladies, as writing, were like, okay, well, let's get the date right of when he died because we have to have all this information factual because as a biography, it's got to be. They wrote that he died on July 23rd, 1991. It's unbelievable. That he was still with us until, and I remember his release from prison. I remember uh, his passing away. So for them to get it that wrong, it just blows me away. But it begs the question, since this book was published in October of 1991, and they're saying that he died on July 23rd of 1991, at that time, in that parallel universe was that accurate it very well could have been because there, there there's a lot of information about the mandela effect stating that that could that definitely possibly could have happened he definitely could have died on july 23rd 1991 
But whatever whatever involvement took place, whether it be CERN and the 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 collider or whatever that shifted us into a parallel universe, whatever year, I don't know, early 2010, 2012, seems to be the census of uh, when this shift took place. These ladies might have been correct. At that time, I mean, that's fresh information. Right. Because, I mean, you obviously have to assume that because of everything else that goes along with the Mandela effect. When you see something or you see a fact about it and you're like, well, that's not how it was. And it is now. Well, then you have to accept the fact. Okay, well, it was that in that universe, but it's not in this one now. So you have to... You have to have a little battle in your brain because it, it it really starts to consume you. And after dealing with the Mandela effect and researching it a lot, you start to um, accept the fact that, okay, this universe, this world, this specific space and time that I'm living in now is not the one of, of my childhood or even uh, my, maybe in my early 20s. Right, it begs the uh, the concept of a multiverse where we've been going along and we've gotten here, but the way that we got here was not necessarily a straight path. Definitely, um, I came across a, a a super interesting video recently. Um, there, there's this, there's a boy. He's and I say boy because he's 13 years old. But he has a grasp on quantum physics that could could be measured to any college professor at this point. Um, uh, I'm having a hard time remembering what the boy's name is. But if you would go out to YouTube and type in a 13-year-old physicist, he has a video out there where he breaks it down to why he believes that uh, that this thing we call the Mandela effect is an actuality it is true and that we are living in a different parallel universe than what we used to and what he states is he believes i think he says around 2011 2012 that the company cern with their uh hydron collider that they had uh, there was a big experiment where they were trying to create um or it's even hard for me to explain like it, it was like the god the God something. Particle. Part, yeah, the, thank you very much. The God particle. And before they did this experiment, they weren't sure. There was a debate that said, when we do this, we could destroy the whole fabric of time and the universe could just be completely destroyed. I guess that was just something they were willing to put to the test because they did it and, quote unquote, it went off without a hitch and but this boy says that what he believes through his studies is that that's not how it went and it actually did rip a hole in uh, in, in the fabric of our time and space and at that exact moment that that all those issues went wrong with cern that all of us or most of us i should say were immediately thrown in and shifted into another parallel universe where things are Similar, a lot of things are, are are pretty much the same, but we're starting to see some differences. And and that's not the first time that that concept has come up when uh, 
the Manhattan Project was happening and the nuclear bomb or the atomic bomb was being created and the basic uh, formula of splitting 2 to 4, 4 to 8, 8 to 16, 16 to 32, just multiplying out. Uh, The scientists weren't exactly sure that it was going to stop and, and, and they thought at one point that it was going to consume the entire world and that we were going to blow the entire world up during that project, which... Nobody asked us, hey, yeah. you, you want us to stop? Yeah, I mean, that's something that should probably be put to a vote. Right. And, and We're not sure. We're going we're gonna to do this. <laughs> it might destroy every single thing we know. But who's down for it? And, Let's go. and CERN did the same thing. They didn't ask anybody. Nope. They didn't say, hey, we could rip a small hole in the time fabric uh, and the space continuum uh do do you guys think we should do it or do you think we should just continue to live in uh what we have now right and then there's some guy harry pull the lever Uh, oh too late yep (laughs) and then they went on celebrating hey it worked we did it but did they no and what's interesting too is uh when a lot of people point the finger at cern as the uh, main culprit of the Mandela effect, they haven't really confirmed or denied that fact, but there is a picture out there that's floating around the the internet with somebody that works at CERN. Um, he's an older gentleman, white hair, and he's holding up a sign in the picture. And the picture uh, is split. It has two different uh, statements on it. At the top, it says, um, Nelson won... And at the bottom, it says Mandela. Now, for a while, people couldn't figure out exactly what that meant. Bond one. Bo- I'm sorry. Bond one. Yes, thank you. Bond one and Mandela at the bottom. And uh, what it turned out to be after people figured it out was that there was a um, Bond movie. And the very first one, his name was Nelson and people started putting two and two together. Okay, Nelson Mandela, they're being blamed for the Mandela effect. It almost seems that they were bragging or... yes. Yeah, and just saying, hey, let's see. If they're going to blame this on them, let's throw this little um, Easter egg out there and uh, see if they can put it together. And, and it seems that we, not, well, we as a collective people have. So... Um, yeah, I guess without further ado, let's uh, let's dive in to the Mandela effect. I and, can't uh, wait and uh, see what we can uh, come up with here. Um, right off the top, um, there was a uh, there was a company that I can remember as a kid, um, and uh, you know I grew up Catholic, so um, during Lent on Fridays we we couldn't eat meat, so. We had a lot of different fish, and you know, my parents were busy, uh, worked nights sometimes, and so we had to have a quick dinner sometimes on Fridays. So we had to go to uh, like the frozen fish sticks or the frozen fish. Now, when I was a kid, we would go to the grocery store or when we were preparing dinner, and we would grab the Gordon's Fisherman. Uh, I can remember the commercials. You can definitely remember Gordon's Fisherman. Just the Gordon's Fisherman. <laughs> yes. Well. Apparently, that never happened. We never had that product in our house because now, and always has been, Gortons. I disagree with that. With a T, not a, it's not Gordon, 
It's Gorton, and I definitely disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, that one is just blows me away because everybody knows Gordon's fish sticks. Right, and exactly. And and the Mandela effect, it can just it can be something as simple as just one letter or it can be like some big event too. Right. So, but um yeah, so there's that one. Um another one is is um I know I I love this snack. I know Steve's son does too and he can tell the <laughs> difference between this one and a uh, some off brand is uh those delicious little cheese squares called Cheez-Its. Yep, and, and we've had them, you know, we grew up with Cheez-Its. Uh it's just a delectable little snack that we have i love them well i'll stop you right there no you did not grow up with cheese it's well maybe you <laughs> did but not in this reality because they've always been called cheese it just just singular just singular and that really doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me cheese it right it's a whole box of them it's cheese it's right it's cheese it's who's saying pass me the cheese it oh you want one <laughs> Or do you want the whole box? Right. Oh, man, that's a weird one. It is. Um, this next one, I, I, I only heard of it recently, and it it really threw me for a loop. Um, the uh, the group, the Village People, uh, with the you know the famous song YMCA. Oh, it gets played at all the weddings. There might be a lot of singing here tonight. We apologize if uh, no. we're not on key or anything. Belt it out. I love it. But. To me, there had always been five members of the village people. And I'm going to tell you a little story why. Back in my early 20s, when I was working in corporate America, I worked in a department where every Christmas, um, they like to divide the department up into about four different groups. And each of these groups was responsible for coming up with a, with a Christmas skit. Well, the group that I was assigned to that particular year um, our Christmas skit was going to be, we're all going to dress up as the village people and we're going to intertwine that with something Christmassy. Well, when we did that, our group had five people and when I can remember sitting down and discussing it and we all assigned different members of the village people to each other and we were like, perfect, we have it all covered. Well, now... They're saying that there's always been six members to this village people. And the sixth member is this army guy dressed in fatigues. Now, I don't ever recall an army guy in the village people. Do you, Steve? I don't recall it. And the picture looks odd of of the, the village people with the army guy. It certainly does. It almost looks like they took like a, a cardboard cutout and just like kind of put them in there. I mean, because you got like what is like your biker guy. He's got his chaps on. Um, you got your your Indian chief. You have um, uh, you have like uh, your construction worker. You have um, I think that there's a cowboy and police officer. Now in this in this particular skit, I was the police officer, and I can remember each another person each people that I worked with on this skit, I can remember each of their roles and nobody was this army guy because there was no army guy (laughs) back then in the 1990s. But now 
suddenly. Now suddenly, he's always been there. Well, I, well, you know what I would like to do is because I recently talked to a a friend of mine who I used to work with who has all these skits. I would like to v- go to her house and watch this VHS and see if all of a sudden now there's this six member and somebody dressed up in army fatigues and maybe we'd be like, who's that? Does anybody remember this person from that department? <laughs> oh man, that would be great. That would be, it's just, that's just a, a mind baffling one. I don't know if any of uh, you listeners out there recall this army guy, but as me and Steve and subtle beast, we do not. No, I don't. Now, here's another one that'll take me and take us all back to our childhood. And there's probably not a listener out there where you haven't seen this particular movie because it was made a long time ago, I think back in the 1930s, The Wizard of Oz. Yes, a classic. Everybody loves it. How can you not? I mean, everybody can remember as a kid. I, I, I know when I was a kid, if The Wizard of Oz was coming on regular cable, on, on a weekend night, it was a big deal in our house, and popcorn would be made, and we'd all sit down as a family and watch it. Right. And, uh, it, yeah, it was just really big. And But one thing that I don't recall was there's a particular scene where Dorothy, the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion are getting ready to walk through the haunted forest. If you can recall this scene, you know, like the trees were alive and like taunting them. And there was those spooky owls and the cowardly lion was about to run for the hills. (laughs) Well, they're all kind of just, you know, walking really slowly. But now if you watch the movie, the scarecrow is holding a revolver in his hand. Now, to me, I don't ever recall the scarecrow having a revolver. I mean, if someone would ask me what weapon in that scene did the scarecrow have, I would say, well, he had none. I mean, I can recall the Tin Man. I mean, he always had his axe, but I don't recall the Tin Man having a revolver. But now if you go and look at that scene, sure enough, it's right there. And it looks so weird. It like grabs your attention immediately. It's something that I think would stand out in your memory because a weapon like a gun you know as as a, a young boy you you uh you get guns as toys and and things of that nature but they they're outstanding that's the draw to to getting the toys is uh you know that are guns but i just don't remember that i don't either and and with the wizard of oz and being the big motion picture that it was and is there was a lot of paraphernalia that came out um there was a lot of different like uh trinkets you could get up to like really expensive um like plates that people will decorate their house with that have lots of different scenes on them and there was dolls and there was this and there was that and we had a lot of it in our family but never do i recall any of these even with that haunted forest scene with the scarecrow with the gun that would stick out. And like Steve said, as a boy, if you saw this movie, you know, and if you wanted to get the Scarecrow action figure, one of the things you'd be looking for would be this revolver that he had. Because I know when we had we had a posable Tin Man that we posed him in, in, in such a way that it's had his arm out with his axe. Now, I don't know if it's just because that was, uh, you know, one of his big things and he, he tended to have it with him a lot or what, but... I'm throwing this one up in Mandela. Yes, this one definitely 
is uh, the mind blower. I don't know this one. Okay. Now, here's another one. And this one has to do with Marilyn Monroe. Now, Marilyn Monroe always has been, uh, you know, a beautiful woman admired by men and women alike. And, um, but one of the interesting facts about her as compared to um, models of today, as uh, such as um, Victoria's Secret or what have you, is that, um, you know, she wasn't, um, you know, you're super, super duper skinny model. Um, she was actually like a size 12, you know, a normal size, average woman. But what I've noticed within the last, and in this one I've only caught within the last, I'd say, three weeks to a month was when now when I see pictures of Marilyn Monroe, like if you Google her and, and you hit images and you scroll through, she's super, super thin and not the average size woman that I can always recall. And my sister-in-law is a humongous fan of Marilyn Monroe. I mean, if, if, if there's some type of paraphernalia to be had, I'm sure she has it. So when I came across this, I thought, you know what? If one person's going to know she will so i asked her about it and asked what her opinion was and she concurred and that would be like i mean imagine the person that you throughout your life you've idolized the most and you know the most about and that you have um every little trinket or something that they put out i mean she my sister-in-law used to dress up as her um as as a job and go to offices and sing happy birthday so i mean she was like a lookalike and yeah what she said to me when she started going through pictures is yeah that's not the marilyn monroe that i remember right i i don't understand how the images have changed well you know but that's an interesting thing if if what happened was is that we were actually shifted into another parallel universe the pictures didn't change that's the way that it was in this particular universe always versus where we came from. She was just your, your average size woman. And then once we're tossed or thrown into this alternate universe or alternate world, what have you, that that's just how it always been because there's no research on a lot of these that you can go back and make, okay, well, what? Oh, there it is. She went on this big diet. That's what, it, <laughs> no, that's not what it was. And not that she even needed to, because she was a gorgeous woman at, at, at the size that she was. But now I just can't really seem to find any pictures reflecting that. Uh, it's amazing. It is. Um, Let's see. We do have a lot of really good ones. Let's see. Um, oh, he, here's one. Um, Coke Zero is not and has never been Coke Zero. It's always been Coca-Cola Zero. And I have a story about that. Um, I used to live in Hawaii. And when I did, my sister came for a visit and... We picked her up at the airport, and she was drinking a Coke Zero. And I said, what are you drinking there? What? Because I, I, I hadn't seen it yet. I hadn't seen the product yet. I don't know if maybe it hadn't got to Hawaii, or if it had, it was it was something new. But it was something new for her as well. She said, oh, it's called Coke Zero. I said, oh, I said, is it, what does it taste like, Diet Coke? And she said, no. She said, it actually tastes really similar to 
you know, regular uh, Coca-Cola. And I remember taking the bottle from her, first looking at it, and it said Coke Zero on the label, taking a sip and being like, wow, yeah, this does taste really similar to that. Step forward, we get back to my condo in Hawaii, and I liked it so much that I walked down to our local um, corner store, which was called ABC, to buy a few to have in the house. And it said Coke Zero on the label, not Coca-Cola Zero. But apparently, no, it didn't. Well, that's, that is one that a lot of them you need to look at an image. That's one that you can audibly hear Coke Zero and you know right. the brand. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. To hear it said Coca-Cola Zero is odd. Yeah, yeah, because even to this day, when I hear someone refer to it, they refer to it as Coke Zero. Now, you could say, well, people don't say I'm going to get a Coca-Cola, I'm going to get a Coke. Well, that's not really the same thing because uh, Coca-Cola was, you know, it's, it's the whole name, but Coke Zero was specific to a new product coming out, and that's what they called it because... I think they were referring to, uh, you know, trying to make it seem almost like Diet Coke because it was zero calories. So they wanted to stick with that same theme, but it's Coke Zero. And you're not going to convince me otherwise that it always has been Coca-Cola Zero. No, I don't. I I would never try to because it's Coke Zero. Yeah, here's here's a good one. And... This one baffles me because it it, can, it reminds me of the days back in like junior high when we used to joke about like uh, different things. Um, this one is the product of uh, Depends adult diapers. <laughs> we always joked about that. Yeah, you know, like, hey, so-and-so wears Depends and this and that. Well, if we said that to him, we would have been wrong because... The name of the product has always been Depend. No S on the end. Singular. Once again. That, yeah. Just it, that one little difference. But that doesn't make any sense. Because why would we always say Depends? We weren't referring to it as uh, in plural form. Right. We weren't saying they need to wear a lot of diapers at one time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were saying you needed to wear the product Depends. And now it's just Depend. You're going to get older and wear Depends. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's 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 a, that's a crazy one. Well, here's another one that's that's similar to it. Everybody's dad, or even us to our age, we you know we have our favorite chair now, and it's very likely that it could be a a lazy boy. Lazy boys are comfortable chairs, and uh, but no, they're. It's not the way. Now I don't know if they're pronouncing it still this way, but I remember lazy boy. L-A-Y-Z-B-O-Y boy. Yep. Well, now, as the logo states, and apparently always has been, it's written Laz Boy, L-A-Z-B-O-Y. Mm, man. So are they trying to say that the L-A is coming across as the lay? But, but they don't even have them separated either. It's just Laz Boy, and there's like a little, you know, oval around it then that's just nonsense to me <laughs> no that's not the brand nope it sure isn't now here's one that's up to debate 
Now, I've talked to a, f- a few different people, and it's almost 50-50. So you'll have to tell me where you stand on this one, Steve. The um, you can you can buy a box of this uh of this pizza. You know, you can throw it in for the kids for a quick meal. Um, now, when I was younger, I remember it being called Elliot's Pizza. But now they're saying that it's always been Elio's Pizza. I remember Elio's. So you remember it as Elio's yeah. always. Okay. Well, I don't always remember it as Elio's. I, I can remember like Elliot's or Elliot's Pizza. Now, and that's, like I said, you know, it, 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 it's drawn 50-50. I mean, even here tonight, um, Steve recalls it as Elio's. But, I mean, it, it, I, and I don't know how long this Mandela effect, this particular one's been going on. Um, but when it was brought to my attention, it was one that I was like, it wasn't one that like smacked me in the face like right off the bat. It was one that I was like, you know what? Yeah. I do remember that, and I, and you know, and I could start to picture some of the commercials in my head, but yeah, that well, here we have it. We're at a draw here tonight for that one. So yeah, that's one that's not like what if you say to somebody and they're like, yeah, that one um is a draw. But you know what? I mean, that's the mystery of the Mandela effect, and n- nobody is necessarily wrong. It's just. How long has that particular Mandela effect going on that you've seen it so often now and it's been programmed into you that if it if in fact it was at one point Elliot's Pizza and now it's Elio's that you're just like you just accepted it as that right it, and it could we could be drawing from different uh, realities or or frames of reference you could be looking at Elliot's Pizza as a a child and I could be looking at Elio's pizza from like a uh, college age. Yeah, very well. Yeah, that's true. Um, what's the next one I want to go into? Oh yeah. This one I want to mention because, um, uh, when we were preparing for this, uh, for this episode to revisit the Mandela effect, we re re listened to our, uh, first podcast. And it was funny because we, at the particular time in that episode, we weren't really referring to um, any Mandela effect. We were talking about um, daylight savings time. And we kept saying that over and over again because I guess it was approaching us. And we were kept saying daylight savings, daylight savings. And now it's become a Mandela effect because, in fact, it's not daylight savings time. And according to this reality... It's just daylight saving time. No S. But as long as I can remember and growing up, it was always daylight savings time. Right. And that's how we were taught. And that's how we, uh, re, you know, re, when we were talking about it, we regurgitated the facts that we were taught and spoke it to each other uh, numerous times over and over again. Yeah. And it just struck me because I, you know, I, I had done all my research or a lot of it, I should say, when I was listening back to the first episode, and I had that as part of my notes as daylight savings time is now daylight saving. And I could hear us saying it in, in the episode, and we weren't referring to a Mandela effect, so it just it just struck a chord with me, and I was like, oh, that well, this definitely has to be part of, um, of revisiting this issue. So, yeah, that... 
that one's going to be baffling, um, I'm sure, to a lot of people, especially people that grew up uh, within our generation. Um, here's one, and this one I just heard probably within the last week. And when I heard it, 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 it floored me. Now, they said Thanksgiving used to be the third Thursday of November, and now it's the fourth. And I was like, it is? <laughs> I, always, I always thought if someone would have come up to me prior to hearing that last week and said, okay, when does Thanksgiving fall? I would have said, oh, it's the third Thursday of uh, Thanksgiving. Because it usually falls within that realm of like 22nd to like the 25th. Right, yeah. You think back and then you're like, oh, Thanksgiving was the 24th, which makes it like the third Thursday because there's still like a week left. Right, because there's 30 days in the month. And when we were getting ready for the show tonight, Steve and I were just chit-chatting and you know, I was, we were comparing notes and, and this one came across and I'll share a story with you that I told him. Now, back in, in the early 90s or the middle 90s, I uh, I went to see I went to go see a concert, and I was going to see this show twice within this week, and I went on November twenty second, came home the next day was the twenty third. It was Thanksgiving, so I had Thanksgiving with my family, and the next day I went to see this concert again. Sent me to the twenty fourth. Well, there was still another week in between there. So that leads me to believe that, yeah, Thanksgiving was the third Thursday of the month. And now it's shifted. Apparently now it's always been the fourth, and that just does not resonate with me at all. No. Going back going back through my memory bank, it's always been that third week. I, I totally agree. Um, here's one that uh, I, it, it might not be as obvious. Um there was a cartoon and a uh, comic book uh, a while back called uh, Johnny Quest. Well, I always recall, and a lot of people recall, um, Johnny's name being spelled J-O-H-N-N-Y. Well, apparently now there's no H. It's just Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y, Quest. And if you look at like the cover or like a... Um, like a screenshot maybe from uh, uh, from the trailer for the TV show. When you look at them side by side, it just really looks really awkward. It, and it spanks. You can tell right away that you're used to seeing it with the H, and now that the H isn't there, it just doesn't look right. Yeah, it's so prominently wrong that if I was to see the label of, I guess, the way it always has been without the H – and, and I was to see it, even that would just look wrong. It would just, it, it might not hit you right off the bat, but you'd think, what looks weird about this? And, and maybe you wouldn't be able to put it together. But then when you see them side by side and you know about this Mandela effect, well, then it all comes uh, full circle once again. Um, let's see. Let's see what we got. Um, oh, here's one. Um, the um, there's a store called Staples. Um, you know, it's like a place where you go and get office supplies and things of that nature. Now, 
I always recalled, remember seeing the sign and, 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 and the, and the name of the store was just written out staples and nothing special about the letters except for maybe, you know, maybe a little design here and there, but nothing prominent. But now they're saying that it always has been the L and staples is a staple. And I don't recall it ever being like that. It just looks weird to me. And one of the reasons is when I was in high school, I used to work for one of the big competitors called Office Max. So we were always preparing, making sure that our store was, you know, up to par and that, you know, we were going to be doing better business than Staples. So I was really familiar with that logo. And now to look at it and see that staple, that looks wrong. It does look wrong. And we have a Staples in, in the area. And the L has always been just an L. It was never a staple. Yep. And that and that the staples that we have in our area, I actually had to go to this past Saturday. Uh, my daughter had a birthday party and uh, I needed to run out for something for the party and I knew that I could only get it at Staples. We used to have an office max, but that closed down, but that's a different story. So I went there and I was just staring at this logo because I already knew of this Mandela effect and I was just like, I just wanted to scream, wrong at the top of my lungs and i was you know if i wouldn't have been in such a rush i would have been tempted to um ask some of the employees in there and 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 maybe i will maybe the next time i'm in there i'll ask a manager be like what do you do you always recall this staple it'd be interesting to see maybe someone that's worked there like for maybe the last 15 20 years even and uh see what their take on it is and regardless of what they say i'm going to argue with them Right, but, yeah, because I don't remember it being a staple. No, not at all. So, okay, here's here here's a big one. And this one shocked me. Now, I heard this one, I would say, probably within the last, I don't know, three, four months, maybe, maybe longer. But it has to do with um, the Kennedy assassination. Now, when Kennedy was assassinated um, down in uh, Texas, I mean, I'm sure everyone can uh, get that picture in their head. I'm sure you've seen a video of them driving down the road in the limousine. Now, I only ever recall in that limousine there being four people. But apparently now, and it looks weird that this limousine has six people in it. And it's got like three different sections where in the back it's Kennedy and his wife. And then there's a middle section and there's two people. And then in the front there's two people. But what's interesting about this is when I was researching just that particular Mandela effect, I came across um, some videos of these museums that have, it's like everything Kennedy and replicas of everything. Now, if you look at the definition of replica, it's, it means an exact copy. So if you're going to have a museum dedicated to this, Everything's going to have to look authentic as the way that it was. And there's two different museums. And within these two different museums, they both have Kennedy's limousine in there, but both just with four passengers. They have wax figures in there that look exactly like Kennedy and his wife and the, the other two people. And then there's a spot, I guess, down in Texas, right where uh, he was shot, where they have a limousine that you can get into and it's a replica, and you can take pictures. And that limousine is only a four-seater. Well, if these are replicas, 
Why isn't there six seats? It, it is. It does look odd when you see the picture of it with six people in the car. It's not how you remember it. Yeah, and oh, and and to take it even one step further, there was a. Um, I was watching a video um, having to do with the Mandela effect, and the guy said, "Wait till the end. I got something really creepy to show you." And at the end of the video, he said, "This picture was sent in to me by one of my viewers." knowing that I discussed the Mandela effect and it was a it was an actual picture from the day when Kennedy was passing by and the limousine only had four people in it. Oh, it man. was it was wild to see. I was happy to see this picture because that's what I recall and it just they're saying no no now any video you look at there's six people in it. It just it, it looks bizarre. Yeah, it doesn't that one doesn't feel right. Um, OxyClean is now spelled uh, with an I instead of a Y. That one looks extremely odd to me. Uh, when my kids were babies, me and my wife, we should have bought stock in OxyClean because <laughs> I can remember we'd always bust that out and we would be we'd be cleaning with it. We'd throw it in with the laundry because you know babies spit up whatever. And I always recall seeing the logo with a Y. It's always been an I. And now it's an eye. Unbelievable. Um, let's see. What, what other goodies do we have that we can uh, throw out and you know, shock the brain a little bit? Um, Gandhi. Now, if you were, someone was to ask me to say, okay, we're going to talk about Gandhi. Before we do, I want you to write his name down. Well, the way I would write it is G-H- a-N-D-I. That is exactly how I would write it. Well, you would be 100% wrong then. Because now, the position of the H is different. Instead of the H being at the beginning of his name, it's now at the end. They're saying it always has been G-A-N-D-H-I. And that's not... Yeah, that's not how it is. No, I, it, it's it's not the way it is at all. And I'm sure there's thousands of other people out there that can uh, definitely relate. Um, this one I know pretty well because uh, I used to go to them a lot in my high school days was uh, Cliff Notes. Yes. Especially English class. If you had to uh, read a book and... Uh, I, if I ended up waiting to the last minute, I would go out to a local bookstore and I'd pick up Cliff Notes and read them, and it would do the job, and we would get through just fine. Well, my friends, Cliff Notes has always been Cliff's Notes. <laughs> That's not true. I can recall it being C L I F N O T T E S Cliff Notes, and now it's C L I F F S N O T E S Cliff's Notes. I'm going to go out to uh, the bookstore and pick me up some Cliff's Notes. That wouldn't be how it, it doesn't is. Doesn't flow off the tongue. Versus, my gosh, I got a big report tomorrow. I got to go grab some Cliff Notes. And that's something that we we would talk about a lot. I mean, it's it. To see the S in there just is wrong. 100%. Couldn't agree more. 
a food that we like to eat in our family sometimes is just maybe a little snack. We like pickles. My kids like pickles a lot. One of my favorite favorite brands, Vlasic Pickles. How would you spell Vlasic, Steve, if you were to have to spell the name of the company? V-L-A-S-S-I-C. Well, if I was the one judging it, I would give you two thumbs up and there'd be bells ringing. But according to this universe, it's always been V-L-A-S-I-C. Not two S's. And I'm looking at the label and it looks wrong. <laughs> I would have been wrong. Vlasic pickles. Vlasic pickles now, I guess, is how you'd pronounce it. Um, totally wrong. Mind blown, that one. That just Go out there and look at that label one time and tell me that that doesn't look absolutely ridiculous. Um, pixie sticks. Those wonderful little straw things filled with sugar um, is now has... A Y at the end of Pixie and not P-I-X-I, like I always recall it as a kid. Yes. Pixie sticks were, it was the I because it looked like the I in sticks. It was P-I-X-I. Yep. S-T-I-X. And now when you look at it with the Y, it just looks odd. It's like, that's not how the label is. I don't know. That's just, that's another crazy one. Oh, here's one going back to um, to uh, Wizard of Oz. Uh, the big scene where uh, the Wicked Witch is going to be sending all of her uh, flying monkeys out to uh, get Dorothy and the Scarecrow and all the characters and pick them up and bring them back to her castle. When all the monkeys are getting ready to fly out the window and she says to them, fly, my pretties, fly. Well, according to this universe, it's always just been Fly, fly. Now, I watched this compilation of videos of many different television shows, probably between 10 and 12, and they're just like brief clips, anything from like The Simpsons to to Friends to Seinfeld, and they're making this quote, and they all say, fly, my pretties. Now, where would everybody get this line if that was never said in the movie? It doesn't sound right when you say it. It it the the fly, uh, my pretties is just the way that it has always been. Yeah, it uh, it's just one of those things that just doesn't sound right. And it just where did everybody come up with this? It's just crazy. Uh, you you want to look at a title of a movie that looks bizarre now? Doctor Doolittle is now spelled with only one O. Hmm. I was talking to Steve about this one a little bit earlier and I can, and I was saying, you know, I can remember when they were running the trailers for, um, for this movie, Dr. Doolittle and that they would use the two I or the two O's and then they would have like a, a pair of eyes looking through them real quick. Well, where would I come up with that? If there was only ever one O in, in Doolittle. Cause I, I remember renting that movie when my boys were small to watch it. One O just, different just weird um here's one uh maybe um you know i i'm not a whole lot familiar with it but maybe uh some of our uh, female listeners are um there's a shampoo uh herbal essence is now herbal essences with with an s on the end and that just sounds weird to me uh, yeah herbal essence herbal was essence. always 
Yeah, not, it's not, singular. It wasn't herbal essences. <laughs> Go out that's and get not, me some herbal essences. <laughs> yeah, that's not the way it is. No. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, this one too. Uh, I, everybody probably at Thanksgiving time loves loves having some uh, whipped cream on their on their pumpkin pie. Go for that good old ready whip. Well, ready whip now has no H in the word whip. It's just W I P. Mm, that's not right either. It should be R E D I W H I P. I couldn't agree with with you more, my friend. I mean, it's just it's just bizarre to look at. Um, okay, let let's talk about uh, some Mandela effects that deal with um, with the the human anatomy. Um, now, the human body, as I can remember it in health class and science class, when when they, when they're showing you a skeleton and talking about your rib cage. That the the human body had um, like at least two or three floating ribs at the bottom, and you know you, you can picture it. Well, now they're saying that the human body has never had floating ribs; that all the ribs are connected to one another, and it looks—I can't even describe to you what it looks like now. It, uh, I mean, Steve, you recall floating ribs i remember in health class learning about the rib cage and the bottom three were the floating ribs and then as they went up it became more of a like a formal set of, of ribs correct correct well and i and i think that even states in the bible maybe the old testament where they're talking about you know adam broke off one of his ribs and they created eve if they were all connected, could you imagine what that would have been like? I mean, because I mean, the story—you know—it it could be an allegory, but it, it's more believable to think. You know, if there's a floating rib there, you know, he could grab it and snap it off. But if it was connected, there'd be no way he could do that. Yeah, I don't think that they're all connected. Well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people are saying that you know, and and I'm one of them that the the human heart has changed location. Um, that, you know, I always remember the heart being a little to the left over by, uh, you know, like the, the left uh, pectoral muscle. And now your heart has always been in the middle of your chest. Well, if that's the case, when we're saying the Pledge of Allegiance, why do we have our hand over here, like, on, you know, where our heart's supposed to be? Right. It was always, you put your hand up and you, you, you know, even cross your heart. Yeah. Cross your heart and hope to die. You, you, you do it over like your, your left chest muscle. No one ever did it like right in the middle. I never saw anybody say the pledge and they're holding their hand in the middle. You'd look at that person like they were out of their mind. Yeah. It was always to the left. The fact that it's in the center now is wrong. Definitely wrong. Okay. Here's one, uh, from the movie Jaws. Um, there was a the line uh, where uh, the main characters are in a boat. Jaws attacks the boat and basically completely destroys it. And the line that I remember and probably so many other people do um, is stated, we're going to need a bigger boat. Well, now, I guess the line, according to this world we live in, he says, you are going to need a bigger boat. And that doesn't even sound right to me because now I may be wrong in this statement, but I, I thought it was his boat. So why is he saying you are going to need a bigger boat instead of collectively 
we're going to need a bigger boat. I'd be like, well, you're in this too. Don't say you. Uh, yeah, I remember we're going to need a bigger boat. And I think I just saw that at the drive-ins last year. And that's like the most famous line. We're going to need a bigger boat. Absolutely. That's, I mean, from the movie Jaws, that's, that's the one right there. Um, oh, this one right here. Everyone. I don't think there's one person that could argue. Have you ever seen um, Snow White? I have seen Snow White. And the evil queen walks up to the mirror to summon the spirit. What's the line? Mirror, mirror, on the wall. Who's the fairest of them all? Steve, you are 100% wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They're saying that it's always been magic mirror on the wall. That's ridiculous. If there's anybody out there that says, oh, no, it's always been magic mirror on the wall, don't speak to me anymore. <laughs> it's just, that is way out there. Yeah, you know what? Because even Julia Roberts did a movie, which was a take on Snow White, and the movie was called Mirror Mirror. Because that's the line. Yeah, well, the movie wasn't called Magic Mirror. <laughs> magic Mirror. I mean, it's... It, that one, get that, that they're trying to pull that one over on us is ridiculous. Yep. Let's see. Um, let me see if I can find one that's... Oh, this one. Okay. Now, I can recall. Now, if someone was to say, you know, within the last hundred years of the United States, what are two or what What are some of the, the big attacks that took place on uh, mainland uh, USA? Um as far as terrorist attacks, Steve, what would you list as you know some of the big terror attacks that happened in the United States? Well, I, I mean, I could go back to Pearl Harbor. Right, definitely. That's one. And uh, 9-11. Right. Well, did you ever hear about uh, when the Nazis attacked the Statue of Liberty in 1916 and that they set off so many bombs that there was so much destruction done to the Statue of Liberty that that's why visitors aren't allowed to go up into the torch anymore? No. Let me tell you something. My dad was a history teacher, and we used to go on a lot of cruises. Well, on our very first cruise, we left out of New York City, and our cruise ship went right by the Statue of Liberty. And I believe I was around 16 years old at the time. And I said to my dad, Dad, can you go up into the torch? And he said, no. He said, you used to be able to, but over time, due to wear and tear and lightning striking the Statue of Liberty, that they don't allow people to go up there because it's structurally unsound. Now, don't you think somebody that has spent his entire life as his career being a history teacher would have said, well, what happened was in 1916, the Nazis attacked and they set off a lot of bombs and it blew up a lot of the island and did a lot of structurally damaging things to the statue and it really affected the torch. So that's why nobody could go up there anymore. No, that never happened. If this is your first time hearing this, because I remember the first time I heard this, and it wasn't too long ago, I was stopped dead in my tracks, and I was just lost in my thoughts. And my wife came home from work, and I said, did you ever hear this? 
She goes, no. I called a couple people. Did you ever hear of this? No. What are you talking about? I mean, we were never taught that. That would be taught in school. That would be a huge part of history class. I mean, that would have to do with, with like World War. Would it be World War One? I, I guess because 1916 and the Nazis. It would have to. I mean, that would be a, an attack on American soil. Yeah, that would go down as huge. Right, and it. I just don't have any recollection of that at all. Does anybody recall? This is, I mean, this, to this day, I mean, I've heard a lot of baffling Mandela effects, but in the late, that one is is really, really baffling to me. That one's out there. It is. And so is this one. Now, growing up in my family, we were, there There was a, uh, my, my family owned a dance studio and um, we're really involved in the arts and, and acting. And so when it came to like movie lines and things like that, you know, we we pretty much knew them. And and if there was like famous quotes said by actors or actresses, we knew them pretty well. And we used to say them all the time. And one would be when we would be joking around is Sally Field's famous speech when she was accepting her, I, I think it was her Oscar and, uh, she said, and, I, and, I, and I've said it even within the last year, I, I say it to my wife sometimes, but you like me. You really like me. That famous line, because I guarantee you, if you pull out your phone right now, if you're sitting at your laptop and you Google in Sally Field and you like me, there's hundreds of memes out there and they all say, you like me, you really like me. But according to this world, it's always been, you like me right now. You like me. Now, why would there be thousands of memes out there? Why does everybody recall it as, you like me, you really like me? And this goes hand in hand, too. I watch side-by-side different television shows, um, maybe even point a little fun at Sally Fields, and then everyone's saying, you like me, you really like me. Well, if that's not the line, and when the directors were writing the script... Why wouldn't they write it the right way? Or why aren't these memes the right way? And why is everyone remembering it? You like me. You really like me. Uh, This one burns your butt. I know it does. It does. This one sets you off. Because I know with 100% certainty. I mean, uh, honestly, if before I heard this, if someone would have come up to me and said, okay, for here's the, here's the contest for $1 million. If you can answer this question, you get a million dollars. If you don't, we're going to shoot you. But first we're going (laughs) to, we're going to, we're going to let you know what the question is first to see if you want to play. If they said it's going to be what Sally Fields and I'd be like, no, I'm playing. Well, I'd be dead now. They would have shot you. That one. Oh, I just, it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, oh, he, here, here, here's another one from a movie, Field of Dreams. Famous line. Steve, say the famous line from the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. No, they won't. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because the line is and always has been, if you build it, he will come. He who? Exactly. Who's he? Because... Well, they were supposed to come either referencing all the baseball players that were supposed to come or all the crowd that was supposed to come. If you built this stadium, who's this? He they're referring to. That is absolutely ridiculous. That one is wrong. That one is definitely wrong. 
Um, here's here's an interesting one. Um, there is a band called Panic at the Disco, and there's a song called "I Write I Write Songs, Not Tragedies." I believe that's what it's called. And there's a line in it where he says, "Closing the." blank blank door the gd door so i'm sure you can fill in the blanks well a lot of fans um you know i'm not a fan of this band so i don't know this one but i researched this mandela effect and it it's now closing a gd door and what's interesting about it is they did an interview with the lead singer um brendan yuri and they asked him well what's the lyrics to the song you wrote and he said Oh, well, I wrote it as closing the GD door. And they showed him the lyrics written in all these different places where it says the GD door. And he actually says, well, that's wrong. That's not how I wrote it. And this must be a Mandela effect. (laughs) And that's straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah, absolutely. Um Okay, here uh let's here this is a really good one. Everyone's got to remember this. Okay. Well, first we'll do this. In the movie Silence of the Lambs, there's a like a everyone used to always go, "Hello, Clarice." Yeah. That was never said in the movie. That's uh that's weird I don't know <laughs> I don't know where everyone got that from, but that line was never said in the movie. I don't know where that line came from either then, because I remember that being in the movie. There's also other famous lines from that movie, where that creepy guy, when he had that girl down in the cellar, and he says, it rubs the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. Well, according to this world, it's never been, it puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. It's, it rubs the lotion on the skin, or else it gets the hose again. You can go out and look online. Thousands of people are recorded saying this line, memes, everything. Nowhere has it ever said the word rubs. But it goes even further. Remember, um, it puts the lotion in the basket. Nope, no you don't. Because it's really, it places the lotion in the basket. That is absolutely absurd. Nobody remembers it that way. <laughs> Oh, dude, your impersonation is great on that one. I loved it. You know, I mean, there, there's there's tons. I mean, there really is tons of these. And um, oh, I I got to do this. I I got to do this one now. At Christmas time, there's a famous Christmas song, "The Twelve Days of Christmas." On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. No, she didn't. She sent it to you. The words are, my true love sent to me. Who remembers the lyrics being that way? I, I don't. It's not me. Well, if she's your true love, why why are you sending? Why isn't she there with you on Christmas? She, You gave it to her, or he gave it to you. You didn't send it anywhere. It's gave. It's definitely gave. And you know what if anyone ever tries to teach this song to my kids and they're singing and they're like no you have to say sent and i'm like no you sing gave or you're grounded (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean there's a there's a lot more out here um we've been going on for quite some time i'm trying to see um let me see if i can just go through some real quick 
like a almost like a, a real fast version and just see if it can blow some minds a little bit um uh oh will smith's movie the pursuit of happiness is now spelled with uh with a y instead of an i it's not right the uh children's breakfast cereal captain crunch is now cap n crunch Madonna's real name is Madonna her real name some people remember her stage name that that was her stage name some people say that it was uh Louise Marie or Marie Louise Chicon I always thought Madonna was her stage name but apparently not um now here here's one that's that's really crazy the breakfast cereal fruit loops now I can recall as a kid that the word fruit in Fruit Loops was spelled R or F R U I T. Well now it's F R O O T. Fruit Loops the one with Toucan Sam? Yes. I remember it being spelled like F R U I T, Fruit Loops. Right. Now here's something that's really bizarre. Now last summer when we heard this one in particular, we we had a shift. We had a shift go in and out of different realities, obviously, because we didn't believe that it was F-R-O-O-T. So we went down to this grocery store that's real close to us, and we checked it out. And we saw that, uh, like, oh, that, that looks weird. It's F-R-O-O-T. Well, we went back to that grocery store a few weeks later, and we saw it as F R U I T, and now all we see it is F R O O T. We had a shift. We we shifted in and we shifted out. We saw the original way and we saw the new way, which isn't really an original or an old way. It's one from one parallel universe and another parallel universe it's crazy i can't explain it the hair on my body was standing up i must have looked white as a ghost it was crazy insane that one is wild it is um let me see you want to do oh here's a here's a couple more um the cartoon flintstones is now flint stones f-l-i-n-t stones did you ever have a cup of noodles cup of noodles yep no you didn't because they're always been called cup noodles <laughs> where did where'd the o come from rubik's cube i can recall it being r-u-b-i-x cube yep uh, nope r-u-b-i-k-s cube rubik's right that is a oh the show uh sex in the city nope it's always been sex and the city that makes no sense at all. Doesn't. Let me ask you this. There's a um, famous sculpture called The Thinker, and he's in a famous pose. Now, I'm going to give you some options to choose from here, and you tell me what you think it is. Is The Thinker's knuckles, like, in a fist against his forehead, or is he in a pose where the knuckles are under his chin resting, or does he just have a flat hand sitting underneath his chin? Hey, he's got he's like this. So Steve's doing a pose where he's making a fist and it's underneath his chin. Right. That would be knuckles under the chin. Right. So I mean I would 
choose the same way? I mean, people used to do that all the time when it'd be like, well, let me think about that real quick. Well, no, according in this world, he's just his hands out flat and it's underneath his chin. It looks ridiculous when I just saw it. Not true. (laughs) That's just not the way it is. Definitely not. Um, I don't. I don't know. Vicks Vapor Rub has always been Vicks Vapo Rub. No R. It's not Vapor Rub. It's Vapo. That seems like it should be Vapor. Yeah. Um, there's a um, a movie um, with Al Pacino called Injustice for All, and a famous scene in the courtroom where he gets all fired up, and and the judge tells him that he's out of order, and he freaks out and goes, "I'm out of order." You're out of order. This whole courtroom's out of order. Famous line. It's been said in different television shows, different movies, poking fun at this. Well, it was never that. Guess now the line is, you're out of order. You're out of order. This whole trial is out of order. Well, again, I guess a bunch of different writers, uh, when they're doing their screenplays for their television shows and movies, and said, hey, we're going to do a little take on Injustice for All, that they just got it wrong and oh, no, no one did their research simultaneously got it wrong yeah so you know what I, I i think i may have hit on a lot of the ones that i wanted to talk about tonight it, it's just amazing to me that we can think back to our childhood or or in our memories and it's just so strikingly wrong the way that these brands or situations are now documented in in history because that's not the way that they are or were right oh and you, you know what i just i just thought of one and i just it, just today i heard this mandela effect i i want to get this in right before right before we end here the movie grease i love the movie i'm a big fan of the movie everybody in my family is a big fan of the movie um and uh, I love the song Grease Lightning. And I can always remember John Travolta. He starts it off with, this car is automatic. This car is systematic. This car is hydromatic. It's because it's <laughs> Grease Lightning. Yeah. If you know that movie, you know that line. And now they're saying it's not that way. They're saying that he says, this car is systematic. This car is hydromatic. This car is automatic. It's completely switched order, and that's not right. I don't care what anybody says. The way that I first said it, automatic, systematic, hydromatic. That's the way that it is. And I'm gonna end with <laughs> I'm gonna end with that one that Mandela effect because that one blew me away today. That the 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 list that you just read off is fantastic. Uh, we need to continue to research this topic because definitely there is clearly clearly something going on here. There's something definitely going on, and it's only going to keep. There's just going to be more revelations. There's going to be more things uh, noticed that are wrong. So you know. Who knows? Maybe uh, you know. Down the line, we'll re- we'll revisit this topic again and uh, see what ones we've come up with then, or what's what people have discovered now. And 
you know, see if we can blow our own minds and blow our listeners' minds and see more light coming through those little pinholes in reality. Yeah. And just, I mean, it's starting to turn into a movement and, uh, you know, I enjoy this topic. Um, I hope you got you, you guys do too. I know Steve does. Absolutely. And, um, just had a lot of fun with it tonight. Um, I'm going to put a link out onto our Facebook page, uh, referencing, uh, this episode. So, um, if you can think of some that, uh, we didn't mention, um, go out there and, and put them out there so that, uh, so we can take a look at them and, uh, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Um, if, uh, you know, if it's one that we hadn't mentioned already and cause that's just good fun and, uh, you know, share this podcast with your, your family and your friends and, uh, you know, share our Facebook page. And if you're enjoying our podcast, whether you're listening to us on iTunes or Google play or Podbean, uh, it'd be, uh, gracious and nice of you. If you could give us a, a nice write up and a, and a good rating and, uh, we're just having the time of our lives with this podcast. So and, much fun. And uh, we got a lot a lot more good stuff in store, a lot of good crazy, a lot of good mind-altering and baffling things. So you stick with us. And um, you know, until next time, I'm Foltz. And I'm Steve. And we'll see you next time. Take care of one another. Bye-bye. <laughs>